Okay, we're back. It's the Choke Artist Podcast. This is the first official introduction I've ever done. I usually just cold open. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying way too hard to be formal, but uh, I got Caroline here. Hey, how's it going? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the pod. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's, yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I know, it feels like you're very busy with all the stuff you've been doing in New Brunswick as far as like running shows and stuff right yeah yeah i'm trying to keep busy i'm i'm at scarlet pub twice a week for the past like two years right yeah two and a, i think two and a half years now almost that's sick and yeah. I, I have to give you credit for making the scarlet pub likable for a whole new crowd of people thank you i appreciate that yeah because the friday nights and saturday nights basically any other night can be a little Bro, I've like a been little there. different. Yeah, yeah, when I was like 18, 19, I had a friend that was like a bodyguard there and he would like let me in. I used to think I was so cool to like be amongst <laughs> the bros and shit. Yeah, yeah. But then in retrospect, like it's just gross. It is. It's, it's, it's a little weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you work through the place and, you know, it, it serves its part for being in New Brunswick, a fucking college town. Absolutely. You know? So well, was that part of your like pitch to the guy? Like, how did you get involved booking shows there? Actually, it's it's kind of a long story, but like, um, I started working in um, in New York at like a um, promotion company. I would I was that person that like handed out flyers before or after a show just for like, you know, just to get my foot in the door because sure. I didn't know how to get into the music industry. Yeah. And um, I asked one of the like the head people in charge there uh, like, how can I get into the music industry? And she was like, why don't you book or why don't you manage a band in your town? So I did. I managed this band in my town. And I booked them at Scarlet Pub and at the Saint and maybe like another place. And the promoter there was leaving, so I kind of, kind of was at the right place, right time, kind of thing. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it, it worked out for me. Yeah, what band were you managing? Some little band. Um, it was like this blues band. What are they called? Brian Rigby Band. Okay. Yeah, they they were good. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're. I think they're still playing. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Though. Yeah. And what town did you like grow up in? I grew up in Madison, okay. New Jersey. Cool. Yeah. So not as much of a music scene there, I guess. Not really. It's actually pretty sad. There's not much going on there at all. I mean, Morristown is pretty close by, and there's I've a lot of stuff. I've heard good things about Morristown, actually, yeah. As far as, like, a nightlife city and, like, stuff to do. Exactly. Like, it's a big bar-hopping kind of scene. Okay. Not, not a, there's not really any music venues there. I mean, I think some bars have live music, but I don't know of any music venues. Yeah. Except for, like, the Mayo Theater like, but okay. it's a theater, Which so they have, like, like... really big, right? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, they don't really have, like, local shows or yeah. anything. I mean, as far as, like, smaller local shows, it's, like, Asbury Park, Montclair, New Brunswick, and, like, suburbs and house shows, I think, really. Red Bank has, like, some cool stuff, usually. Yeah, and but, uh, Long Branch. Uh, yeah, there's really not... I don't... Yeah, New Jersey, it's it's weird. We're, it's spread out, like, where everything's, like, kind of an hour away, or, like, yeah. 45 minutes away. But, I mean, I think all the stuff you've been doing there is is really cool. Thank you. And it's every Wednesday is open mic. Yeah. Which I've been to, which I did a rap set at. Which you we did. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. You can rap, man. Maybe not, maybe not amazing, but thank you. No, it was really good. That was the only time I ever did rap live. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. I remember you were doing a rap show and I think I was just there hanging out. Because the, the thing about the, the shows you run there that are cool is like, it feels like a hang. It's not like, it's so different than what Scarlet Pub usually is, which is like loud DJ and like super like tight, like, I don't know. And I, I've been to shows that you've done that are packed out and still like just have a really cool vibe. So Yeah, thank you. For, yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's just really the bands that come in and the people that they bring, like, you know, it's everyone's just really cool. They look after each other. It's not nothing weird. Everyone's. But you, hel you helped curate that, I think. You know, like you pick the bands that come through. Yeah, that's yeah. You, you kind of like set the tone for like the open mic and stuff, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it's, just, a, it's, it's a it's a team effort. It, yeah, it totally is. I mean, that's yeah. like DIY in a nutshell. Is that like everyone's putting their hands in, like everyone's in, on the same page, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. And now you just started like a production company, like Embrace DIY Productions. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what's the what do you see like as a goal for that compared to what you've been doing? Well, I kind of I made that so I could I guess be more professional, you know. I hate sure. to say it, but I wanted to book at other places and maybe they'd take me more seriously if I had like my own production company and I have a website and I could show them, you know, I make my own flyers, I do yeah. a lot of stuff I promote for them. I'll totally. Do, um so I did that and um basically my end goal is really to uh, to 
opened an all ages venue in, in New Brunswick. That's yeah. what I really want to do. That's why when I was listening to the the show with Matt, <laughs> I was Matt like, talking. yo, yeah, I was like, I know it really needs to happen. And it's I've been wild. trying for a while. And like you guys said, the rent is way too high in New Brunswick. They're asking ridiculous. And I'm like, how am I supposed to have an all ages venue where we don't sell alcohol? How are you supposed to make? No one's going to pay like $10 at the door. And that's not going to help yeah. pay for rent anyway if you pay. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's tough. It's, it's tough. crazy how many people are are like for that idea. Like, yes, New Brunswick yeah. very badly needs an all ages venue, you know? Yes. It would, it would help just so many things. And it helps like the community too. Like when you have a bunch of kids coming to like a strip of, of a street and like going into local stores and buying food and shit and like in between bands and hanging out like that helps that's true bringing people to the city that wouldn't usually be there is like would be good for like local economy at least yeah so definitely you know i i think in time it will happen i know? think so too is if we find the right place and the yeah. rent is okay you know <laughs> not like ten thousand dollars you know because yeah because dude there was this like auto garage on easton ave and it was like there was a sign up for rent, and I, I called the guy, and he was like, "Yeah, fifty six hundred a month," and it wasn't even bit. What? <laughs> and I, I even walked into like Knight's Deli across the street, and I was talking about it, like, "You know anything about this place? Like, that's up for rent." He's like, "Yeah, the owner's a sleaze ball. He he pushed the old auto mechanics out. He just raised rent on them for no reason, and I don't even know if there's anything in there now." It's but, a shame. Yeah, it sucks. Like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even I, even restaurants with like liquor license, you know, a bar restaurant, they go out of business too in New Brunswick because rent is just too high. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So now you have you started doing shows at like uh, other places, right? Like yeah. what, what was the place you were saying on Easton that you just booked at? Yeah. Um, it's called Barca City Cafe. Okay. Yeah, it's at forty seven Easton Ave, so it's it's down the street from Scarlet Pub. Yeah. And they have a really cool vibe. I am able to do all ages shows there, so that's what I really like about it. Cause awesome. It's a restaurant too, so that's cool. Yeah. And um yeah, I just book like two bands a night or like a Thursday night. That's a good way to feel it out too. Yeah. Not, like kicking well, it off with like seven bands or something. Yeah. No, I like to keep it to like three to be honest. Like at pub I keep it to three because no one has attention span. Like I don't even have attention yeah. span for five bands. That's no, a it's lot. True. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I agree. Like I think the days of six band bills are over, you know? I, I hope so. I mean, I see them around oh, still. Me too. It's and just it's, a lot. It makes me sweat. Like, yeah. you ever, like stand at a show and just start sweating and you're just like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Between that, like six band bills and like bands playing for over 26 minutes, I'll say. If you're like a local or like, you know, like you're not like a headlining band, 26 minutes is where I feel you should max out. Like, 26? Is there a specific reason for 26? Well, all right, I was being, I'll usually say 23 to 25. I'm, okay, be, I'm okay. being generous for the podcast. I feel like some genres of music more than others, you could play a little longer, but like for a lot of the music I see and play, it's like do seven and a half to nine songs maybe, you know? I've literally watched a band set before that was playing. It was like 32 minutes into the set and I thought to myself, fuck, this is starting to feel long. And I looked around the room, and within that song, I saw two other people in the room yawn. Oh. It's just like... No, I see what you're saying completely. I agree with it. It does get a little... I try to keep, like, at Scarlet Pub, their 30-minute sets, because people, you know, they bring all their gear out. It's like, I don't want to give them a 20-minute yeah. set. I feel it's also a bar, too, which is a little different. And there's a, it's yeah. a three-band bill. That's so, true. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It, it works that way. Yeah. I think I'm just being petty with, like, the, the four minutes. <laughs> like, no, it has to be 26 <laughs> or less. I mean, no, but I understand. I'm I'm with you. Like, yeah. I mean, I've run shows where, like, bands play too long, and then it just, the show goes late, and then, you know, the last man gets dicked over, you know, so. Yep, I've seen that. That sucks. Yeah, it's just, like, a, a common thing, because you have to have, like, super foresight to, like, be aware that it's going to happen. And, like, even then, you have to kind of be a dick, where, like, a man's <laughs> like, we're going to play three more, and you're like, no. no no you're not oh my god it took me so long to to like put my foot down with the sometimes because i was just too lenient like you said i'm like oh okay play. and i'm like wait what is no you can't do this it adds like, up seriously because yeah, 10 minutes there and then like if a band takes too long to break down or set up and like yep and yeah. that happens sometimes yeah the common trials and tribulations of being a show promoter yeah <laughs> Overall, though, I mean, from an outsider perspective, it seems like everything you've done has been positive, like through that place, through Scarlet Pub, for Thank you. Wednesdays and Sundays, right? Sun yeah. Is it every Sunday you're doing every shows? Every single Sunday, unless it's a, a holiday. So, like, I think Easter. I mean, it, Super Bowl. I'm not gonna have one because everyone, nobody comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried one. I was like, wait, this is bad. So, yeah. like, Super Bowl, and, and if it's Easter or if it's a holiday, then I don't have one. But every single Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. 
So tell me about like how you, so you said you started working in the city to get like involved in music. So did you like go to school up there or? No, I actually went to school at Ryder University. Oh, okay. Which is Lawrenceville, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just trying to find a way in somehow, so that's why I was working. And I was I was also working for um, some guy in Philly. He was he puts, he was putting on shows and he needed help. So I was like, oh, this is a good way to get into the scene too. Yeah. Even if it's New York, Philly, I end up in New Brunswick where I wanted to be actually because that's like my favorite bands like Thursday came up in New, basements in New Brunswick. Yeah. So like being like involved in the scene here is like a big honor for me. I know it sounds cheesy, but like Thursdays. Like, no, that's what's up. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where, like, having it an encouraging, like, DIY scene comes in handy. Like, think about all the cool bands that came out of that era. Yeah. Like, Thursday, Midtown. Saves the Day, Midtown, Midtown, My Chemical Romance. Like, I mean, this town has history if you go back to, like, Lifetime and, like, the Bouncing Souls, too. Like, oh, my God, yeah. Who, like, even if they, some, I think Souls might have been, like, Asbury-based, sort of. They still played here a bunch, you know? There's so many great bands came out of this yeah. area. I think the Souls were credited for like starting the first basement shows in like '86, weren't they? I didn't Lifetime know that. Lifetime and the that, I'm that's pretty awesome. Sure. I'm that's pretty really sure. cool. But don't quote me. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I read that. <laughs> Some fact checker out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, we should check that. <laughs> yeah, my friend used to wear his like Bouncing Souls hoodie to. I remember in middle school, and one of the teachers would be like, "Yeah, I used to. I used to see that band in New Brunswick." <laughs> that's cool. Like, yeah, it is. You know, it's cool. Cool to see that. Like, yeah. it makes me like proud to be from New Jersey. Like. New Jersey, like punk history, sort of. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in New York. You're you're handing out flyers for shows. Yeah. Which is like a, a not a tough job as far as like what you have to do, but it's just like people all day just being like, get the fuck out of Ex- my face. Yeah, yeah. I actually did see some something really cool one time. Um, I was handing out flyers. I think it was I think Killswitch was playing in um, the summer stage in Central Park, and I was handing out flyers before the show, and I see Steve from Thursday walking by and i'm like what steve from third i'm like yo that's all awesome. <laughs> that was great because again i'm a big thursday fan yeah so was, was he cool? cool yeah no he's he's super cool and i've i've like met jeff rickley a, a bunch of times and he's like the nicest person ever yeah they seem like they're just like dudes and like really nice so. yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah yeah so how long did you like promote in new york for um not too long maybe like um six months nothing crazy maybe or maybe just the summer okay probably yeah just yeah. the summer and then um then i got the gig at scarlet pub like that september so i kind of it kind of just worked out and i was like yeah oh, see you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, a brutal commute too to be yeah i mean it shows like how much you want to wanted to be involved with music but like i wouldn't oh man just eating shit every day handing out pamphlets and stuff it kind of sucked and the people that i had to work with like um the women the women in charge were really mean that's so that wasn't really great it wasn't but i was like no i have to keep doing this it's tough like being in the i i'm doing air quotes but like the industry of running shows too because i feel like once it's on a bigger level not only do i not understand anymore but everyone is kind of more cutthroat with shit like every dollar counts kind of so yeah i'm the the cool thing about doing your own thing and like mid to small level like you could still book tours at a bigger level and like still be diy in my eyes like I don't think selling out is just like being successful, you know. It's right, like yeah. it's like doing shit on your own terms and like paying people when they deserve it and stuff, and like being accountable. I feel like yeah. So. I mean, I think Chance the Rapper is a perfect example of being successful and not going under a label or no taking label it. at all. This right? guy is like super. I have no words. He's amazing. Yeah, like, he changed a thing. lot. Like he changed how people perceive it. Now, like people are questioning if a label even matters. Yeah. Like you were just talking about with Matt, like Victory screwed over so many bands. I can't even believe there's still a label. Like, yeah. why do people trust? I don't know. I think it's hard to trust labels nowadays. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a few where, like, you just trust, like, their clout and, like, the bands they book and they work with. But it's like, I don't know how they make money to do it full time. It's like, I would love to just talk to someone and be like, how do you, how do you do this? Yeah. Like, like yeah, like, run a label. But, like, I did, I made a spreadsheet, like, a few nights ago and I was like, oh my god this is i've been like really eating it like granted I, when when i first started doing choke artist i didn't really do things smart i didn't really know what i was doing so like if i look at the past like year and a half compared to the first year it's like much better now but it's still like i'm still like just feeling money i spent like five years ago you know? yeah i mean if that's another thing like if you're trying to do something you really love sometimes you just have to 
you know, eat the cost of like you said, like you don't, you don't care. You love, you love what you do. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. I don't, gonna, I don't know what else I would do. Yeah. It, I feel like it'll eventually like, it'll add up. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I think so. That's what that's what I'm hoping too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know you do it because you love it, and right. then hopefully over time you can just keep doing it. You know. Exactly. Playing in bands like I never expect anything from. Putting out records, like, I just want to break even, like, on most of them. And I have on, like, some of them, but some of them, like... That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good feeling, because putting out vinyl is, like, stupid money. Like, Is it? I bet to, it is. To put out, like, 300 records, it's, like, probably, like, $1,800. What? Yeah. You know what's expensive? Like, making... So, look, we, there's a record on the wall here. It's a Have a Good Season record. Oh, nice. What's expensive is making the, the metal plate and stamper that stamps the records so we press 300 of these once we go through all of them then it'll be much cheaper to make them because the this metal stamper and the lacquers are the most expensive part they're like 500 dollars each or something so what? yeah it's wild so then why do people use vinyl like how how is it cheaper to do cds i'm, I'm assuming? yeah it's much cheaper so then why do people choose to do because people like to buy vinyl it's like a collector's thing it's oh, also okay. like an, an audiophile like a sound nerd like there, there okay. is something to it where, so if you look at a wave, like a, a wave meaning like, like sine, cosine, right? Like a sound wave on a digital wave, it looks like if you zoom in really tight, zoom in a lot, it'll look like a staircase. Like even digitally, like if you, if it's zoomed out all the way, it'll look like a curvy wave. But if you zoom in really tight, this is totally a visual thing I'm, I'm doing on a podcast. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's okay. like, I'm going to pull out a whiteboard. Oh, so you yeah, see yeah, yeah. Everyone listens to it. What the fuck is going yeah. on? No, no, but um, so analog, the curve is natural no matter what, but on digital, like even at its, once you move in and like zoomed out, it still looks like a curve, but it's just a different medium to listen to music, right? So certain frequencies speak more, certain like parts of of the record. There's like kind of a warmer sound to it. Some people like to say that it sounds like the band. Well, this, I don't even know if it's some people. I feel sometimes (laughs) that like, it's like the band's playing in the room kind of. Like something, it's something about it feels different, like compared to like, and I love CDs. I grew up on CDs. I wish CDs were still cool. Yeah. Right. I have like, (laughs) I have like a, one of those 20 page binders in my car. Me too. I still have one. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But it's just, they're just on the way out and I don't like vinyl will never replace them because that you, you can't play a record in your car. You know, it skips. I think like. It's the combination of vinyl and streaming and digital and getting paid for tours and stuff. But overall, I think the music industry makes much less money now. Yeah, that's a shame. I think that's true, too. If you think back, though, like to 1990s, like whatever, 1990s or like before or after up until like 2004 when downloading like really started happening, like I used to buy CDs based on the single and then the rest of the album could potentially suck. It's true. And I wouldn't know until I had it. Like, um... I bought like a Sugar Ray album when I was a kid. <laughs> it had Fly on it. And I was like, yeah, this yeah. song's sick. I had like a, probably like a bleach blonde flip top at the time, like oh, Hawaii, yeah. Hawaiian shirt on. And um, the rest of this album was like so weird because they were like a metal band at one point. Like really? on their earlier shit. Yeah, they were like kind of metal. I had no idea, to be honest. Yeah, I, I actually saw them. I'm not sure if it was like ironically or not ironically, but I saw them two years ago at. Uh, as at the stone pony summer stage oh nice. they did that like <laughs> fun in the sun like it's all the nostalgia 90s bands and at one point mark regrets like this song goes out to anyone who was listening to this back in the day believe it or not we toured with corn once and they played this like thrashy song and i was like oh this is like weird what that's pretty cool <laughs> it was cool it was fun seeing them and like also sad and weird but he I, I was there with my girlfriend and we were pretty sure that he was coked out of his mind during the set. Yeah. Because <laughs> in between every song, even in between lines, like lines of the lyrics of the song would be like, I just want to fly. Sing it if you know it. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. And it's like his head shaking. And he's just like drinking bad whiskey on stage. It was like, it was really good. That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who else played? Everclear played. Which they were cool. That's cool. I only know like three Everclear songs, but then you kind of know all of them. They all kind of start sounding the same. Yeah. And I saw Lit play, who was like, Lit, like weirdly enough, got me into like alternative music, which kind of eventually got me into punk rock. Yeah. Like my own worst enemy. Like that was my jam so hard. <laughs> yeah, that was a great song. Yeah. So Lit's like become like a country band kind of. What? Really? Yeah. Like their new stuff is like very country. 
like they were just not even trying to be like relevant anymore for like radio music which i think is a good idea because radio music has changed oh such shit now yeah are yeah we, are you allowed to curse on yeah me? you could say Sorry, whatever no yeah i mean i think saying the singer of sugar is coked out of his mind too oh okay, <laughs> okay. yeah I there's just realized I should have asked <laughs> no it's cool yeah no worries um yeah, I don't know how we got on topic of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, because like, you used to buy a CD and not know what was on it, right? Right, so, that's true. And there were $20 back then. They were. They were so much I money. paid $20 for a CD. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bought a lot of bad CDs. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, I have like a wall out there. Even now, I'll like go to like a music store and like just buy used shit on a whim. And then I'm like, oh, this is a waste of four bucks. But, you know, you get, sometimes you got to take a chance. Yeah, I agree. Like Princeton Record Exchange, they're pretty. Yeah, you've been there? Yeah, yeah. They're cool. They always have a bunch of... But you have to really go through... You have to spend a whole day there going through the used CD section. It's, it's a lot to navigate, yeah. but they, it's great. They have a lot of really good, like, jazz CDs, like, used, and, like, hip-hop, and just, like, everything. Like, that's a neat place. Yeah. What are what are other record stores in New Jersey? Um, I believe there's one Scotty's record store still open in Summit, New Jersey. Scotty's? A Scotty's. Do you, you never no, heard of No, I never heard of that. Was that oh, a chain? I, th- I think it was, like, a franchise, or maybe it was just in the... Like North Jersey area, because there's one in my hometown, Madison, okay. back in the day. But it, once, like, you know, it started to become non existent. Like yeah, it, like it, Blockbuster. They yeah, it closed down. Some, right. Yeah. It just, like, they couldn't, yeah, so it closed down. But Summit's still there. Nice. Um, other than that, Vintage like, Vinyl in, in Edison, which, oh, like, they Edison. used they did live, I think they still might do live shows sometimes, like, very rarely if it's, like, set up with a record label. Like, I think the Front Bottoms played there recently. Oh, I thought that place was in South Jersey, like, in um, Vinland or something no there might be another record store oh, there probably is but yeah vintage vinyl's cool big yeah. selection too if you, i don't know if you've been there or not but <laughs> i've never uh, been there i wanted to go actually it's like 15 minutes from here it's yeah. like right up route one. Oh, okay no i wanted to go like 10 years ago for um, midtown was playing a show there yes. but i was too young it was six i remember it was 666 june 6 2006 nice but i didn't i didn't drive then and i couldn't get there so i was really upset so that's yeah. the only thing i know i don't know anything about vintage it's cool i think prince of record exchange has like a it's better cuts like better finds but a vintage vinyl might be like a little bigger so i gotta check it out it's trade off yeah yeah there's I'm, also spina records in new brunswick fuck yeah yeah I other place yeah i just yeah that place is cool and uh chamber 43 in um highland park is also another local i've never been there either yeah well, i've never been there yeah 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 i know someone who works there I gotta check people. that out. It's coming back. Like I, record stores. I mean, there probably were more, but I think a lot went away when like they realized they can't sell a CD for twenty dollars anymore. Right. And um, I see like little ones pop up. There's this guy in Milltown who has one now too, who used to work at Princeton Record Exchange actually. Oh, cool. I think it's called like Revilla Records or something, but it's kind of small place, but like cool finds. It's cool because you like if you own a place like that, like you you curate you pick what you want you can like set the tone of your store yeah like speed has got like a lot of cool like punk seven inches and like a lot of cool motown shit too and like it, it's neat there's, yeah. there's this whole culture to like collecting records and stuff that is cool for people who are like fans of music still which like i feel like you have people who listen to music like passively and then like people who really want to support and collect music and like pick up a record or something so it's cool to see that still happening i don't know where i don't know where it's gonna go as far as like how people are gonna support music still yeah honestly i think it might because everyone's streaming stuff on you know bandcamp which is great i think bandcamp is awesome you could stream so you could buy albums a lot of people i think do that yeah um so i think a lot of those streaming services like spotify everyone has spotify and uh what is it there's title there's a lot of those services that people just like, oh, I'll pay 10 bucks a month and get whatever. So I think that's kind of like killing all the, re- well, there's still record stores out there, so maybe not, I don't know. But yeah, see, I think CDs are kind of done. <laughs> it sucks because I love CDs, but it's always nice when like a local band, they'll make like a burn CD or something, they'll give them out. I, I love, yeah. I get a lot, most of my CDs from like the local bands that play That's around. tight, yeah. yeah. Like at the shows you run, do you, do you see people picking up CDs a lot or... Yeah, I mean, I don't see a lot of bands ha- bringing CDs, or if they have, yeah, they either forget to bring them, or like, <laughs> or they don't have them, yeah. so it's kind of, I wish more would actually, even if it's just a burnt CD with four demos or something, just like, something get your it. stuff out there, you know, yeah. people, 
they'll listen to it in their car. They'll be like, wow, this band, and then they'll pass it along to someone else. Like, I think it's important. Yeah. But um, some bands have a really cool setup. You know, they'll have that suit, the suitcase, and Opens they'll have up. like, yeah, yeah, their shirt and their CDs. So I see it sometimes, but not as often as I wish. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I see cassettes sometimes still, like very rarely, and it's like I haven't. I don't have a tape player in my car, so I don't know. I know. I see that sometimes, too. And they're like, here, I was like, I don't have anything to play that. I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. I think it's great, but I have nowhere to play that. Yeah. That's a little dated. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I mean, vinyl is, too, but, like... But not really. Yeah, it's still, like, somewhat kind of relevant or, like, has a, a means why. I mean, there is, like, don't get me wrong, like, cassettes probably have, like, a super cool lo-fi feel but yeah. to me it's like no it just sounds bad it sounds worse yeah i just don't think it's practical anymore if yeah. you want people to hear your music i, I agree i think it's practical i think i own three cassettes one is like big willy style yes. um <laughs> like weird al like a weird al album oh, cool. and like uh space jam or something yeah i think i had a uh, big willy style on cd though so nice. i think you beat me yeah yeah i was a little <laughs> late to that but <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, there's Will Smith, if anybody didn't know. Oh, yeah, classic album. <laughs> the next podcast is going to just be us dissecting that album. <laughs> no, no, no. Man, yeah. he kind of took a turn for the worse, though, Will Smith. Yeah. Did he? Wait, well, you mean musically or uh, No, I mean musically. I wasn't uh, ever good okay, at him. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, do your homework and stay in school. All right, yeah. Um, no, his life, I mean, he's rich as fuck, and I guess that's probably why, but he's, like, a Scientologist, and, like... Oh, is he? Yeah, I've... Oh, fuck, I wish I knew more things. Like, he was filming... They were filming Men in Black 2 New York, and his whole trailer took up a whole street. Like, they had to shut a street down, because his trailer just blocked it. It was the width of the street in New what? York. What? Like, it was, like, a side street in Manhattan, but still, like, just, oh, the they street. dropped it. There's, you know, on YouTube, you can, like, look at the inside of his trailer. It's insane. There's a gym. There what? is, like, a kitchen, a bathroom, like, an elevator. It was fucking wild. In a, well, wait, I need to look this up. Anyone, later. yeah, anyone out there that's, like, idly listening to this and needs something to distract them, look up Will Smith's trailer on YouTube. Because it, blo- it blew my fucking mind. It's nicer yeah, than this wow. house that I live in. It was, like, really tight. Damn, that's, so. that's crazy. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, weirdly enough, his, his son... Uh, Jaden Smith, I kind of like some of his yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> My sister sent me a video of his like a month ago, and I was just like, "This video is just awful." But the, I mean, it's not. No, no, no. The, the video, video I saw so that was funny. newer sucked. Yeah, I think he had like a jean jacket on and like cornrows or something. But like, yeah. sometimes I like his his beats, his songs when they're like jazzy hip hop, like kind of yeah. like conscious rap. You know, yeah. I, I kind of at first I didn't because he was like 14. I'm like, yo, fuck this kid. Yeah. But his like Twitter is like really entertaining. Like he's this tweets like really. Oh, I bet. What if trees had hands and could talk? Then they'd be just like us. Like just like bullshit <laughs> hippie stuff. Oh, I got to follow him. Yeah. He's a good follow. Yeah. Even Willow Smith is doing stuff like the hair back and forth. She did that song. Yeah. with my. She, I think she's pretty good, too. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. they grew up in a musical household, I guess. Yeah. So seems like yeah, all around good family. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the Smiths. We're plugging. Yeah. yeah, be sure to check out Will Smith if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. A lot of my students listen to like a uh, little pump. You know, that's like the Gucci Gang guy. Oh, I was like, I don't know who that is. One kid, one kid recently was like, like told me listens to Tupac, and I was like, that's cool. Wow. And then I was, I was like trying to talk to them about a rap, and one kid was like. You don't you don't listen to rap and I was like well, why do you say that cuz I'm your teacher it's like no actually I'm cool as shit and you just yeah. like, don't know <laughs> But like, um what does he listen to that's did he listen Yeah to? I don't know it was a girl actually I don't oh, I don't she... know what she even listens to um that's but funny. but then I even I said to her I said you know I used to rap <laughs> and on the field trip last year I kicked the freestyle with the 5th grade teacher which is true LA. That's awesome. I bet that was great. It was a lot of fun. It was. A bunch of a bunch of ten year olds cheering my name. Yeah, freestyling is not easy. I give props to it's, anyone who could do it's that. It's terrifying. That, it's, yeah. yeah. That is like, not easy. Like I was saying before we started this, I don't really like rap anymore. Like I've tried to and I'm just like so rusty and like I haven't done it in so long. But in college, that was like I did that so much in because I used to drive like an hour every day, so I would just do it in the car for fun. Like yeah. it's I like just like turn up and like headbang in my car. Rapping in the car is the best. Actually, yeah. if you ever want to freestyle, uh, there's this place um, 
84 Patterson Street. I can say it because it's an art club. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's um, it's called the art club. And they do cypher mics like every Friday. I think they stopped in the winter for now, but I think they're coming back in the spring. It is the best thing ever. That like, is so cool. They have like a live band playing in the background and everyone's just passing the mic and freestyling. Wow. And it's just a really nice good people good it's just it's a really cool place plus their art is amazing there that's fucking so, sick yeah wait so it's not like a residential place no it's they actually it's commercial like it looks like a house and but it's they use it as a studio so you could like so it's kind of like been put, transformed or like or it was an old building that they just used for it yeah maybe some i don't know if anyone lives there but they definitely just use it as like an art studio it's it's cool it's really cool that's tight i yeah. gotta check that out definitely yeah. how'd yeah. you find out about that um one of the guys that runs it, he would come to pub. I think I just met him at like an open mic a couple of years ago. That's and then tight. like he would send me like, hey, check out my, he'd send me like flyers through Instagram be like, come out. So I came out and I was like, this is so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. I'm definitely going to go to one of those. Yeah. They actually got me on the drum. Like I played drums a little bit and um, the, the guy needed a break and he's like, anyone play drums? And my friend was like, hurt. And I was like, no, stop. Cause I'm so shy. I don't play in front of people really. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, they actually got me on the drums and I was, that was really cool. Oh, that's that was awesome. really fun. Yeah. So it's really just like everyone's just uh, having hang. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's like the best kind of vibe where like, you know, oh, no, yeah. no egos, like, you know, just everyone was super cool there. Open jam. Yeah. Yeah. For your open mic stuff, did you ever like? I so I was there once, and there was like a guy doing stand up comedy that was like, was not. It wasn't stand up comedy. It was it, awful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Is yeah. that is that common? Um, not anymore. I kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. I would kind of let like any comedian like basically it used to be like a whole bunch of comedians and then like only a little bit of musicians and i was like i don't like this i want it to be more sure music and less comedy even though i welcome like comedians whatever. and poetry whatever yeah if you, if you do anything like creative in the central jersey area there, there's an open mic every wednesday at scarlet pub and it's actually it is a really cool hang yeah and it's more music oriented now I, I i just have like a slot like five like five slots for comedians because they actually have a comedy mic every monday at scarlet pub hosted by Quahim Cooley. So there's a specific, you know, oh. a specific mic for comedy. So I kind of just let like five people sign up on my mics, but keep it more like music and Tight. someone wants to do poetry. I've seen mad people do magic and sometimes. Yeah, yeah I've had it a couple Th times. That's fun. It was cool. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. really cool. It's nice. Fun. Yeah. It's cool that they, they do uh, open mics there Mondays too because like pretty much the Scarlet Pub really Friday, Saturday are the only days where it's like really a club bar type deal. So yeah, it's, it's good looks on the owner to like, try to get people in there on the other days yeah the owner's awesome the, actually the whole staff is amazing there they've been nothing but like welcoming and just everyone's just really cool everyone looks out for each other it's it's a cool yeah it's a cool space nice yeah how do you like booking at this new place you you started doing i like it a lot like um the turnouts have been i've only had two shows my first show cook thugless played which was awesome they're always that's a good amazing. band to start it off with too yeah yeah oh my god they're always amazing so that was really awesome they actually played my first show at pub ever so i kind of thought it was appropriate if they played my first oh, show oh sick at, yeah 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 um and then the second show i had last night at barca was a great turnout i had a couple like bands from Rutgers, so they brought a lot of like Rutgers students out so it was cool it's good vibes like it's a big space and it's all ages so that that helps is there like a volume like is there like a genre limit like can like can't be like a like a grindcore band playing. Right? Yeah, you're right. I have to be a little selective when I book there. I That's can't really though. have anything crazy because it is a restaurant and they have people just walk. You know, people having dinner. I don't want them. I don't want to drive out anybody if sure. it's too heavy. Yeah, because then they'll hold it against you. Yeah, yeah, then I then I can't book there anymore. So I kind of have to be selective. Yeah, there. I mean that's you know knowing your venue is definitely part of running shows anyway. You yeah, know, you can always see any of those other bands in a basement or at at like a punk venue or something. So yeah, yeah. I wish there were more places for that. Yeah. I mean, I I can't hold it against a restaurant for being like, yeah, no grindcore or deathcore. No, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I'm not saying that at all, but I just wish there's more places like ab that are easy to access. Like, I love basement shows. Yeah. I always go to them, but it's just hard to find. If people don't know who to it's message, a, it's they don't know. It's a word of mouth and like a circle thing. You have to be like in the circle. You have to be it's in the circle. true, yeah. Even Rucker students don't know. I, would, I was talking to someone and she's, she was there four years at Rucker. She was like, I don't even know how to find a basement show. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't even go to Rutgers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. wild. A, a lot of it too is like just adding the right people on Facebook, like getting invites yeah. to shows, which sucks. But you know, that's that's yeah. the the scene around here. You know, I, I think that if there was a place with a a public address that like you could advertise, which which is like so cool about the places you're doing is that you can do that. And, yeah, like, you can bring in anyone. Someone can like see it on the street and be like, oh, I'm not doing anything tonight. Like, yeah, let's go. 
Like yeah, that's that's very helpful, especially the location. It's right on. They're both on Easton Ave, so that really helps too. Because people walk by, they they hear a band, they see the band, they're like, oh, let me just pop in. So that's always pretty cool. Yeah, totally. And it's like you know, it's the most inclusive you could be if it's made to the public, right? Yeah, that's true. So good point. Yeah, it's just you know, it would be good if there was a place we could do it, but you know. I know. I, I'm really working on it. If anybody has any leads, or yeah, if anybody knows, I'm, hit us up. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you have the right idea. Just like building a company name and doing shows, you know. Yeah. Because you can just keep getting your foot in other doors, like trying different places. There's a skate shop on um, Easton NJ Skate Shop, and they do like punk shows occasionally. But it's like it's again, it's super low key. Like they don't tell a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Is that the one? I think there's like two skate shops on Easton, or is it just the one? I think they relocated and they're further down now. Okay, that's so. what. Because I was like, I've never seen a show, and that place is too small to have a show. So I guess the other one, I've never, I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's, they have. Yeah, it's not even much. Big. I walked in there once. It wasn't even much bigger, but it looks like you fit a good like 50 people in it. That's not in. bad. Yeah, it's cool. You know. Yeah, and Hidden Grounds has show like they have open mics sometimes at the other location 4C. Houston. I've heard I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they had an open mic last night actually. Cool. Yeah, and I think they have good turnout, so that's cool. Yeah. It's a local copy place, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I gotta make it out to some of those. It'd be cool just to like do something somewhat cultured instead yeah. of like <laughs> being a couch bum or whatever. You know. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. <laughs> for the for the most part, you're no. busy. You're in like five bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to juggle all that dumb shit, playing the drums, and uh, not getting fired. Yeah, being uh, a teacher. Yeah, I uh, mean, you got a lot on your plate. That's that's life, you know. Yeah. Still, it's you know, it's like, what can you do for the scene? Ask not what the scene can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's just super. It just becomes super preachy. After. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you know, it's cool to be a part of something, and that's that's why yeah. I like going to shows, and as well as like experiencing like great music and shit. So. Oh yeah, definitely. So what are what are some of your like favorite, I guess favorite acts you've seen that you've booked? It can be music or like, you know, whatever poetry. Yeah. Um, I try not to play favorites because I like I like so many bands out there, but a couple that like, I that caught my like attention. Cook Douglas, I I think they're amazing. Yes. Um, Man Dancing is so fucking good. Uh, like every time I see them, I. I, I can't even I don't have words. It's yeah. amazing. Um the Vons are great. Um and there there's just too many really. Sunflower, uh Yeah, yeah. Cool. Gene Pool's great. Um yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good bands in New Jersey. There's a lot so of like, many. good stuff going on. Which is awesome. That's why I love New Jersey. I love the scene here. Like it's it's always been amazing. Like yeah. lot, like we're talking about like Midtown Thursday, My Chem, Census so many great bands came out of New Jersey. Like Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's just like a good place because it's I mean, I feel like it's harder to do what we do here in New York. It's even harder. Oh, yeah. Like, having a space and like building a scene up and stuff. It's also just different because it's New York. It's like one of the biggest cities in the world. So there's yeah a lot going on there. Yeah. You're just competing with everything. And like you, you get that here, too, where there's like three shows on the same night. Yeah. But I mean, at least everyone here is mostly like if you're going to shows you at least know you're in the know about like other shows happening and stuff yeah so i, I don't know it's i wouldn't want to live anywhere else i don't think i've thought about that for a long time and it's like i don't i don't know where else i could end up really this is a good spot yeah 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 there's just there's just a lot a lot to do yeah where uh where do you see like yourself going with like music ideally let's say like everything works out ideally where do you see that like booking and everything going well yeah like i said i, I really want to open an all-ages music venue in, in new brunswick that people could play like a ton of different bands like you know hardcore whatever yeah type of bands could play there but um i i really like star starling ballroom i think is a great venue i think i've all i've been going there since i was just like 15 like i love yeah, that yeah, place so yeah. like a type of venue like having that i'd like in the end game that type of venue would be really cool because it's like not too big and it's not too small and you could and they could have like all ages shows and they still have a bar so yeah. they could make money that way too it's and, true because it's really hard to make money in like without basically alcohol. just to, i just being for like just to afford rent that's all i need to do in new brunswick but sure. it's, rent is way too high 
And if I have an all ages venue and there's no alcohol, it's like trying making money is really difficult. Because the kid comes in, pays maybe six to eight bucks, and then what else do they spend money on? Exactly, That's I'd it. have to have something, uh, maybe a dispensary. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd you be know? really cool. It's about to be cool. legal. That's. I was really. I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, dude. I I started going for my legal card, actually. Oh, yeah. And then I bailed like a true fucking pothead. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I can't even follow through on getting my medical marijuana card. Everyone. Well, uh, med- it's so hard to get medical in New Jersey. I know. I'm eligible. I have Crohn's you disease. Okay. So I I've had it for like. I think 10 years and I ha- I used to have a really bad when I was a kid and now it's like manageable I think because of weed like that's it helps a lot it helps a l- yeah yeah like with like inflammation and 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 um Crohn's is like an autoimmune disease so it's like your body attacking itself your immune system I, I think a lot of diseases are but um weed like helps suppress your immune system and like makes the inflammation go down so I was I was going to this doctor in Lawrenceville, actually. Oh, okay. I was driving from here, New Brunswick, before work every day to get there at 7 a.m. I only visited twice. I think one time I went on a day off, and then the next time I went before work at 7 a.m. And he was like, I'm definitely going to get you this card. Like, you have to visit me four times. At least this is how it was at this doctor. And I think in New Jersey, this is how it is until Phil Murphy changes it. You have to visit the doctor four times, and then after that, you have to visit every like three months still. And like, I never go to the doctor. So I was yeah. like, but this already sucks. I've been, I've seen this guy twice. I don't want to do it. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. just to get a weed card. Like, oh, but it would, it would totally would be worth it. Cool. I know. I could still finish it. I, I have to go two more times. Yeah. The first visit was $200. Oh, wow. I don't blame you for not going back. Actually. 250, I think. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. It was. I, I think I got fucked because my friend was telling me another doctor was like 80 bucks or 85 bucks the first visit, first visit. My second visit was 85 bucks. Still kind of a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Like, Just like as a cope. What? Yeah. Mm. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I and understand. He was really pushing for me to get it. And he was like, he was like, you're definitely going to get it. Like, you know, you just got to keep visiting me. And he was like, I don't even smoke this stuff, but I know it helps. And he yeah. was he was showing me like a card from a dispensary. He's like, I mean, look at this stuff. This one's called AK-47. That's a gun. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, man, cool. No, we've got bubblegum kush. And he's like, it's just, it was so weird. Like this professional doctor guy showing me yeah. all the weed stuff. But he was going to hook me up. Yeah, at least they know that it could help a whole a whole different like all, all, a whole bunch of people like people with seizures like children you know they'll yeah. have liquid form or capsules you know it helps yeah. a lot of there's totally there's so many different, different ways diseases. you can take it yeah. in if you go I've I've been to Denver before and this was like two years ago I'm sure it's even different now but it's like it's wild there it's so Where? cool Denver oh Denver because it's le- recreation is legal there so they treat it like a, you know alcohol it's like yeah no open containers just don't leave it out yeah and everyone was like really like. At least where I was, everyone was like really like not professional, responsible with it. Like, but then like you'd go inside and there'd be like a smoking lounge and everyone's smoking weed, or and it was just it was wild. I've heard about that. That sounds crazy. I haven't been to one. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine what it will do to New Jersey when it's like, you know, completely like when recreational is legal. It's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be nuts. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, it's funny because um. Well, sorry. Going. What were you gonna say? No, 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 nothing. I I was just going to say, like, all the, like, the older teachers I work with, like, women and men, sorry, like, people in, like, their 40s and 50s, you know, like, traditional family values people. Yeah. They all hate weed. Oh, Because, yeah. like, they have kids now that are, like, 18 or 19, 20, and, like, they do weed, and they're like, oh, it's just so bad. Yeah. No, I know. A lot of people have, like, really negative outlook on it, but they just, I guess they didn't do their research, because it yeah. can help a lot of people. I mean, some people don't need it, but... Hey, whatever. It's not killing anyone. No one's died from smoking weed. I don't see the problem. Yeah. Even if you don't smoke it, who am I, who is anyone bothering if you smoke weed? Yeah. You know, drinking true. is so dangerous. Like, people die. People kill other people in cars driving all the time. Like, how is that legal? That shouldn't be legal. Yeah. You know? I mean, gonna... and if you look at violence from alcohol compared to marijuana, yeah. like, way more from alcohol, yeah. you know? Nobody, yeah, nobody smokes and gets in a fight. I mean, not usually, it's you know? They'll rare. just, like, eat some Cheetos and pass out, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, just do Something nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that's an argument is that, like, oh, it makes you not want to do anything. It, it uh, makes you lazy, but it's, like, eh, that person was probably going to be lazy anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> People can still smoke weed and be busy. You know? I agree, yeah. So, you know, hopefully, uh, I think by March, they're saying Phil Murphy will push it through. 
like March. at least things will be rolling but like i was in massachusetts recently and recreational was legal but it hadn't all gone through yet so only the only dispensaries open were like still like only medical only so i had to show them my medical card at the door and i didn't have it so i had to turn around <laughs> But oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like legal. It, it got passed, but and it got passed when Trump got in. So that was last November, and I was there this past October. So eleven months later, and it still wasn't. That's what. Yeah, that's what I keep telling people too. I was like, I think it's gonna take a long time for it to to really get like, through and like everything to yeah. open. It's probably gonna take two years. Yeah, I would say at least. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna keep getting high in the meantime. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> won't change too much for me but you know it might be cool i might I might get the medical card just because like yeah. i'll be like a kid in a candy store like in a shop just checking everything out you know and you're halfway there you got two more i know you're halfway I'm there just, like, <laughs> you got this typical stoner just can't finish it <laughs> yeah but um it will be cool you yeah. know It'll, it'll change the economy, I think. It'll change jobs. It'll change people's perspective on it, you know? Oh, my God. It'll bring so much money to New Jersey, like... Yeah, which I think be it, great. it needs. Yeah. You know? It will hurt local drug dealers, local weed dealers. Yeah, but well, that's fine. It's It'll be easier for us to find it, you yeah. know what I mean? It's you less know sketchy. You buying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm too worried about... I mean, sorry for any of the drug... <laughs> that sucks for you guys, but... <laughs> You'll find something else. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe Uber. Become an Uber driver. <laughs> Uber Eats. Yeah, there's so many things. DoorDash. Yeah. Be like a, yeah. Pretty soon we're not going to leave our house for anything. Yeah, no, yeah. It's just... uh, no one's going to come to my shows. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Can I live stream it? Is your show on Twitch? Yeah. <laughs> it's the camera set up. Yeah, no, that's why I don't live, do anything live because who's going to leave? Show. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there. Plus, like, a lot of live stream videos from a phone usually don't sound great, too, you know? Yeah, it kind of sounds weird on the phone. It's hard, unless you have, like, the right-sounding band in the right-sounding room stuff. It is, yeah, you're right. Because I always try to put stuff on, like, my Instagram story, like, of a show that's happening. Because it's a little clip, so it's like, if you like the band, yeah, maybe well, it'll come that's out. that's, like, kind of promotion, too, so, you know. Yeah, that's... but sometimes if the band's kind of loud, it's like, yeah, you can't even hear what's going on. Like, oops, sorry, I didn't know what it was going to sound like. I'm... Obviously, you're, in the you're moment, at the show. I yeah, yeah, I don't even know. What it, so later when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this sounds like shit. <laughs> uh, whatever. That at least lets people see it against like the name in their head. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. I'm not gonna stop. I mean, whatever. I yeah. guess I could buy some kind of equipment to help with the sound. I'm yeah, because don't they make a lens for your phone? Like you could buy like a, a fancy camera lens for your phone. Or, I think I, like, so. Read about that. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta look into gear. I'm not really. Uh, like a, I'm not too savvy with technology. I'm a drummer, so I'm I don't know shit about it. I'm like the worst. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can set up a PA now after having one for 14 years. I can finally do that. That's but awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I yeah, mean, it's you, not too hard. You have to do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. At first, I didn't know how to do it when I first started. Then once you do it like all the time, you're like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Just make yeah. sure you turn on the speakers before you turn on the. P the mixer yeah or else everyone and will pay the spirit. price yeah yeah because that happened last night like someone unplugged something and it was like pop and i'm like oh fuck. <laughs> well whatever it happens yeah it, it happens. happens that's cool me and some friends are trying to start doing live sessions like um we're in the process of like buying or like acquiring a bunch of sound gear and like in uh, our friend's basement we're just gonna like try to do it and see how it goes so that'd be really cool yeah there's not a lot of stuff like that happening in New Jersey especially, but just in general. Like you if you think of like audio tree sessions or like Little Elephant oh, yeah. or like Day Trotter. I don't even think they do video, but there's not a lot that are doing them consistently. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if ours would be on the same I doubt it would be as good as audio trees are. Theirs are amazing, but I just want to put stuff out like that, you know? I think that'd be a great idea. Right? Like it'd be cool. Yeah. I, the band has to be good because I'm not gonna edit anyone's shit. Yeah. <laughs> like if you do a bad job, I'm sorry. I'll try my best, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to fix your mistakes. Right, right. Yeah. You know, could be cool to do. Yeah, I think so. I have some, uh, I don't know if I was talking about this with Matt on, on the podcast we did or off of it, but my friends in Tampa, Florida, they um, started doing shows out of a tattoo shop called Lucky You Tattoo. Oh, cool. And um, they're slowly like expanding it and they're starting to do sessions too. And like, they're going to like relocate eventually, but it's like literally a tattoo shop in the back. And the front, like, they do shows, and, like, there's a couch and, like, a PlayStation, and it's just, like... That's really cool. So fucking tight. I think they just had Rehasher play there, which is, like, Roger from Less Than Jake. And, like, the guitarists oh. have off with their heads is, like, doing a solo set there, so... 
That's really cool. It's so I neat. guess they can't have two like loud bands, right? Because people are tattooing. No, they so can. That... There's a room that separates it, and like everything. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's a cool. It's a cool idea because it's like a venue, but it's also like a business. So it's like two things, and they kind of supplement each other. Because I do think just to have a venue like in 2018 or like in this yeah. day and age, it's like so hard, you know, to just to get by just on, you know, ticket sales. Exactly. That's why I think having like a bar that helps sales or like a dispensary, something like that's that would be cool. Honestly, like what I really want, like I want to make it so the shows could be dirt cheap and everyone like, so the music is more, it's more music oriented and you can make, you know, you can make money off something else that yeah. can help keep the lights on. That's all. You know sure. what I mean? And still have $5 shows. Yeah. You totally. know, so you can pay the bands and everything, but yeah, because eventually, if you start trying to pry too much money out of people, they're not gonna. Yeah, work. nobody wants to pay ten dollars for a show, like especially all underground bands. It's like I don't even think people want to pay eight dollars for an all local show. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I'm, <laughs> Me too. I'm I don't have that much money. Like I, I don't want to spend ten dollars either on like a, you know. Yeah, but then the problem is you don't have any spaces because it's like what that's the. That's the hard part. But I think at one time I paid $12 for an all-local show, and it was the angriest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was That's like, what lot. am I doing? Yeah, I think it was my friend's band, and, like, he sold me a ticket, which is also bullshit. But, like, oh, yeah, I was, that was, like, helping my friends out, mm, you know? I totally get that. Yeah, it's, selling tickets is bullshit. I hate that. I really do. I think it's, like, a big pyramid scheme. It is. Like, it's bullshit. It's, yeah. like, they don't even care about helping the band's try to get new fans like just as long as you sell the tickets to your friends and family and we make money they don't care about you, you yeah know? It's, yeah it's, I don't like oh it. but you get to play with this band who you know they toured one time with uh against me or no probably not even a band that toured with yeah. against me it'd be like a band that toured with like we came as romans or like yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> fucking gross yeah like, no i know mm, uh, yeah have you do you have experience with like pay to play well you never did you play out like shows did you play shows ever or just like you're just like me playing yeah, shows yeah oh no no i've never played in a band or anything i just, you've just like fun. Been... i jam with people sometimes cool. yeah that's cool. just my extent yeah but you've just like been around people like having to sell tickets and stuff yeah i see it all the time and nobody it seems to me that no one really likes it you know because yeah, you have to like work really hard to sell the tickets and they're like ten dollar tickets and nobody wants to yeah you know it's kind of a lot to ask uh, the uh, the one upside i can kind of argue even though i'm so against selling tickets is that it guarantees that that person will be at the show because they bought the ticket in advance it's like well guess what now you have to fucking commit to this show that's true because there is there is something now where like people it's harder to get people to commit to things like there's a lot of like like everyone has a fear of missing out but the, everyone's also like super tentative these days like oh yeah maybe i'll check that out you know yeah so, that's totally true um I agree with that because a lot. I, I noticed like the day of or maybe the day before. I think like more people will be interested in looking at the event. But like, if, you, if I invite people like a month, people are like, "What? This is a month? Like, I'm not thinking about this." You know, no one wants to think that far, and I get that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. But I, my my least favorite thing is like the false Facebook RSVP. It's like yeah. Someone says they're coming <laughs> and they don't show off. I'm like, uh, I keep tabs. If you're out there yeah. and you've done it to me, I know. I know you've done it. I'll never bring it up, but I know. <laughs> I yeah. I think I've done it too. To be fair, like, ain't no one. Look, chick does really come up, you know. No, yeah, that yeah, that's true. But, that's happened to me. Before. But I don't know. There's people that just do it so much, and I'm like, ah, oh, what are you? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, I mean, for one thing, it's annoying. But then the other thing, it's like, you know what? Whatever. It shows up on their feed, and maybe someone else will see it. That's true. So I don't mind it that yeah. much because I realize that happens. So that's a much nicer going, and less cynical way to think of it. Yeah, because yeah. it helps promote it. So whatever. If you want to say you're going, and you don't actually ever. Go to the show. Maybe someone that you're friends with will see it and go. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Is, I think there's like a Hard Times article that's like, <laughs> man attending three shows in one night according to Facebook. Yeah, it's like six. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I saw that. That's true. People do that, and you know what? Fine. You could keep go saying interested in going to the shows. That's cool. If that's that how helps. you choose to support the scene, then more power to you. Yeah, you know? yeah. To be honest, I wish more like local bands would promote their own shows to. That just is, to throw that in there yeah i see a lot of like i don't mind promoting but it's like if it's just me it's that's just one end yeah. like you you know every person in the band could reach a lot more people if we all work together it's true so, it's true like we were saying before everyone's got to put their hands in and like kind of work towards the same goal yeah you know, it'll be it'll end up being a better time for everyone yeah. more people at the show more fun maybe more money yeah more yeah. money for sure yeah more opportunities to do more shows exactly the owners are happy 
Yep. It makes sense, but I see a lot of people just not sharing it or inviting. And I don't know, whatever. I mean, yeah. It happens. I have bandmates that don't promote the shows that we play, and, and I'm like, I get mad, and then I think like, well, you're some of them are like 29 now, 30. It's like none of my friends, like my childhood friends I grew up with, none of them go to local shows anymore. Really? Yeah. You know, it's like, and I get that, like getting old and aging out of it. It means you're boring now. It means my <laughs> friends are boring. It's not their fault. They just fell into this life and they're like, yeah, you know, I don't really do it anymore. And it's like, yeah, because you're boring now, but, and that's fine. We'd still be friends, but so like, I don't hit up my friends. I still always promote shows and like invite people online and tell yeah. people that I think would genuinely want to go to the show to go. Yeah. Because that's what you want. You don't want to like feel like you're dragging people out. You don't want people to feel like they're being dragged out and doing you a favor. Exactly. That's for, important too. Yeah. But I just have friends I know will never go. And I'm like, ah, it's cool. You got, you know, what are you, you're watching Making a Murder or yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> So cool. Oh, man, can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, Game of Thrones or something. Yeah. Sometimes those Sunday shows really kind of mess things up for me. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, can't you record it? Like, Yeah. yeah. No, nah, but I get it. Those, like, people really care about their shows. That's, uh, no, I don't get it. That sucks. No, I, get, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that really care about it. And yeah. That's fine. I get it. It's I just like we care about music really yeah. a lot. They care about everyone's movies got their, and TV. Everyone's got know. their things. Yeah. But how do, you, how do you get more people engaged with a music scene then? Very good question. I don't know, because uh, uh, you're uh, on your promote on a promoter's end. You're doing everything you should be doing, right? You're promoting the shows. You you actively book. You have a residency at a place. You work with bands. You have an online presence, and I guess more on the bands end. Are they bringing people in? Right. That's one thing to think about, and yeah. that's you curating too. You book bands that you know you like and would also bring people in. Yeah. You're, you're conscious of all that at this point. Yeah. But sometimes these people aren't going to give a shit still. Yeah. What I find, what I do a lot is I'll, like, make a flyer by hand and I'll, like, scan it and I'll go to, like, basement shows a lot or or maybe not basement shows and I'll bring my flyers and try to, like, talk. If I talk to people, I'm like, oh, hey, so I have a show. And, like, it's more, pers- like, personable that That's way. That's true, yeah. So I do that a lot. I'll probably do that tonight when we go to that basement show. And Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I have my flyers ready in my bag. Hell yeah. <laughs> I used to do that. I totally used to. I, haven't, I don't really run shows anymore, but I used to be about that life. Just keep a stack of to. like 60 mini flyers or like I keep like 20 in my back pocket at all times wherever I ended up like, oh, come to this. You and have it's to. like, even if it works for one person, good. It's worth it. Yeah. That's how you have to think about it. Yep. And even if it doesn't work for anyone, it like at least put your name out there still. That's and true. at least like they saw the flyer with your name on it and the bands on it. And you got to hope that they'll. You know, maybe next time they see those names, they'll be a little more familiar and they'll come out. But it's just like, it's an uphill battle. It really is. It, it really is. It can be, you know, it can be achieved still. It's just like, it's just a constant grind on it. So It is, but it's fun. I it's give fun. you a lot of respect for doing it. I do. Thank you. Because it's like, dude, I, running shoes, shows used to give me so much anxiety. Like, it's three days before a show. I know it's going to bomb. And I'm like, oh, this show no. still has to happen. <laughs> Band's on tour. Got to help them out. Got to right. help friends out. You know, and it's just like it's nerve-wracking i think it's easier if you do it a lot like yeah since i do it consistently it's like easy you know i know how i want to set up the the cables and everything totally you know cool it runs smoothly smoothly when you keep doing it that's true yeah yeah yeah. but people know that know you for shows now so that helps too yeah people be like oh what's she booking this week like yeah but i also really respect the people that throw shows in their basement to help out touring bands because a lot of people do that and i think that's awesome because that also helps you know, like your band, they might hook we you up with a out. show in wherever they're from. Yeah. So kind of that's, that's that's really great. Yeah, that's the hope that everyone helps each other out with it. There, there was one year I tried to run. I think it was last year, um, or 2016 into 17. I was trying to run one show a year. No, I'm sorry, one show a month. It was for all of 2016. I made it about nine months. I did one show a month. And you know what? Out of those nine, I think seven were good. But then the last two in a row were like total stinkers. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I can't do this anymore. We all we all have them. Not every yeah. show is going to. Well, yeah. You yeah. know, that always happens. You can't really predict. It really depends on the weather sometimes, too. Yeah. If it's snowing, if it's raining, if it's too cold, too hot. It like, d- no, yeah, nobody wants to go like anywhere. rainy on the one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't judge. You know, I'm not like, oh, the show has to be good or else I suck. But, you know, you want the shows to be good for the bands. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. So. And then I, you know, I don't have 
a place necessarily to run shows. So that was like another thing, like having the spot. And I felt like I was, it started to feel like I was asking for favors when I was like, can I run a show in your basement? You know? Yeah. So, but it was fun doing it. And for the most part, I learned a lot about running shows and like, you know, what it's really like. And one a month isn't even a, a lot, you know, you're doing, you're doing four to eight a month. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. How do you stay organized? Uh, <laughs> just day by day you know what i mean yeah, like you yeah. know i know i have a show every sunday at scar the pub and i have my open mic every wednesday and then every so often i'll book like at barca city on a thursday and i just take it day by day do you keep you know? a list of like your the bands on the bills and stuff oh yeah like i have like a a little like notebook that i book the band so so it shows like okay this day i have this one okay this one you know that's awesome so i try to i try to stay organized that way and make yeah yeah it's yeah, it's not too bad once you get the hang of it. At first, it was like what? Yeah, because it is kind of a lot once a week because you have to promote it every time and then you have to share it and you're probably I'm probably bothering people all the time. They see all these event pages. They're probably like, oh, this again. Like I don't <laughs> I don't care about these bands, you know. But yeah, I'm just trying to get these bands heard. That's all. You yeah. Because oh, yeah. there's some really great musicians and bands out there. There are totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, check out Embrace DIY Productions. Yeah. Right? And you, yeah. Have, you have a site up, right? Yeah, the website is EmbraceDIYNJ.com. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And uh, is this live, by the way? No, oh, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. It'll go up uh, Wednesday. So Wednesday? Okay, yeah. cool. So then the next show, uh, next, so next Sunday's show is going to be a good show. It's uh, Joe Galupo, Fence, and Heavy Flow. Cool. I don't know if you've heard of any of them, but like I've seen Joe before. Oh, really Joe good. Awesome. <laughs> oh I think he does a podcast too, actually. He does, yeah. yeah um, live, live from, from the dining room. room. Yeah, I was on check that, that out too. too. Yeah, that was fun. Awesome. Cool. Is there anything else you want to plug or? Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, if you want to check out my website and I have an Instagram and you know and I put up stories for my shows that are going on. Totally. I'll and yeah. I'll put that in the description for the episode. Oh, cool. Thanks. Go say what's up to Carolina at the Scarlet Pub Wednesdays and Sundays. Check out Embrace DIY. All right. Thanks. Thank you.